Welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. I'm your host, Chris Palmore, founder of GratitudeSpace.com. My sincere thanks for listening, subscribing, and rating this podcast. Well, Richard, welcome to Gratitude Space Radio. How are you doing? Good morning, Chris. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. You know, I love that good morning. You know, you're on the other side of the world there, so it's, <laughs> it's the evening. I just uh, had a uh, wonderful sushi dinner, uh, second time having sushi this year with my wife, and um, it's our evening here. So I'm, I'm closing out my day with you, so I'm great. How's your morning, though? It's good. I mean, it's, it's 8 a.m. here, and it's going to be 32 degrees Celsius, and I'm looking out my window, and the sun is up, and I've already been out for a morning coffee. So my, my day is just getting started. That's awesome. So are you an early riser? Definitely. Yeah. I, I start work actually in my day job at 5.30. So that uh, wake up time generally carries over into the weekend and I'm usually up about about 4.30. Definitely. Nice. Getting a, jump, getting a jump on the day, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's actually the best thing to do, especially when it's summertime. Right, it's quiet, right. Yeah, it's quiet. It's warm. It's not too cold. It's not raining. And I, I don't live too far from the beach, so... It's quite oh, pretty nice. that time. Yeah. Well, that's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, I got my dad took my wife and I uh, kind of our honeymoon gift to Florida. Uh, we went last month, uh, December for 10 days and uh, we were a couple minutes, you know, like a five minute walk from the beach. And it was just so tranquil to see the sunsets and the sunrises and just go walk the beach and just enjoy the beauty and the, the vastness of that, that, you know. <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, during COVID times <clears throat> to have the freedom to be able to do that you know, without any restrictions is something that I, I like to take advantage of. For sure, man. Well, you know, um, I, I just want to tell everybody, you know, you and I go way back uh, 2016. I, I'm not sure how we found you. Well, I know where we found each other. I don't know how, who found who or what I, uh, but you, you know, you have uh, live life now project on Instagram. And um, I, I remember seeing your posts somehow. I don't it was probably because I follow gratitude, you know, and I probably just saw one of your, I, I mean, that's how I, how, that's how I find people. Right. So. Um, yes. Yeah. And I do actually remember, I remember, I think I remember your very first message was around how great you thought the project was, how aligned our projects were, and we should consider doing something together, you know, via Instagram, which is what eventuated from that. Yeah, and uh, I, I I was even looking back on what we did, but I, I, I really love, you know, you're getting real, well, we'll, we'll okay, I, I'll let you talk more about the project, but I just want to tell people, we I found you organically uh, through Instagram, and we are, are, what we're doing very much aligns, you and I are very simpatico with uh, what we're putting out into the world, I feel, um, mm. and we, you know, back in 2016, you, you put some messages out to your community, the people that are part of the Live Life Now project, and just got some really... Uh, it was one was uh, what are you thankful for, which is awesome. The other one is I feel blessed because, and uh, it was fantastic. And we, um, you know, and then the great thing is, you know, I put a book out this last year, and I thought I thought of Richard, and I, I said, would he be interested in writing writing mm -hmm. something for the book? And he um, he wrote a beautiful uh, essay for uh, Dear Gratitude, the anthology. So so all those things come back around. I go well now. I gotta I gotta get 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 to talk to Richard. I want him to read his essay. You know, these are all falling in line with us sitting here today. And um, that's my experience with how I met Richard. So uh, I, like you said, if you, if you want to say anything more at this point, I guess I'd say, Richard, if you want to share, you know, the Live Life Now project and just kind of share a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, I'm, well, I'm from Perth, Australia, and, and the, the Live Life Now project uh, started around about uh, maybe about 15 years ago, actually. I was living in London and, uh, you know, when you live in a very big international city, from the outside, it seems like, and it, it actually is, it's a very wonderful experience. It's an international experience. But at the same time, when, when you're living that life, it's incredibly stressful. You know, everyone I knew in my life at that time in London was, you know, living the, the international experience, but they were stressed out because of work. Everyone felt like life was too expensive. Um, so I felt like you know, I'm a, quite an inquisitive person anyway. And for a few years before that, I had a survey website 
with some friends of mine and we would ask Australian people at the time about Australian issues. And this was when surveys weren't what they are now. You know, everyone does a survey now. But um, and we, we generated quite a lot of media interest in our Australia-based surveys at the time. So when I was in London, I thought, well, I've got this, this survey website that's just sitting dormant because I'm, I'm living in London now and I haven't used it. So I decided to uh, survey people over the age of 50 uh, because I thought, you know, I wanted, I wanted sort of like real self-help advice. I didn't want to just pick up another self-help book that was written by a psychologist or written by a life coach. I wanted to hear from real people who had real experience. So I asked people over 50 thinking that they'd lived, you know, pretty decent life by that point, what was important in life. And that was really interesting, very, very interesting. And then I just left it for a while, came back to Australia, moved back home. And I decided to expand on that, that project, thinking, uh, because, you know, there's, there's been a lot of cancer in our fa in my family. And I thought, you know, people that, are, that go through the cancer experience, I think that a lot of what's important in life really clicks once you are faced with a possible death or, you know, you have to really look at your life in a different way. And I decided to uh, amend the original questions and tailor them to cancer patients. So uh, some of the questions are like, what has your illness taught you about life? Uh, what advice would you give to somebody who feels like giving up on life? What advice would you give to people who complain about the daily grind? So there's about 12 questions that I... Uh, developed and I took the took it to a cancer support group here in Perth who um, you know they're an organization that works closely with cancer patients and provides services and I asked them would they be willing to promote this survey to their members which they did and that generated about 250 responses I guess pretty good you know yeah um, yeah it was great and that was over about a two-week period and then I released the results to the media the media covered it here and then that was like end of story that was about 2009 and I thought okay great this is wonderful had this report that was about 200 pages with all the quotes and all the responses and um, I just left it I just sat on it for a, a number of years and I and I would always refer back to it uh, you know, if I was having a bad day or, you know, digging through my materials and I'd find it again. And and every time I would pick it up, I would think, God, there's so many good quotes here. There's such good research here. No one has done a research project like this before. And I guess uh, that was when I came across Instagram, I suppose. And, and I just felt like these quotes would fit perfectly on Instagram. So... I started to draw quotes out of the research and uh, produce posts and that really took off in a global way. You know, the, the initial research was uh, from Perth, Australia only, but this opened it up to an international audience um, and now I've got uh, about 16,000 followers, uh, I've done about 1,100 posts and it just continues. I've produced a book, published that. Um, and it's just a project that just continues to inspire me and inspire everyone that contributes. Um, so it's, it's been a fantastic journey. It's been wonderful. I, I love that, man. Thanks for explaining. I mean, sharing that full story with me. And I, I, uh, I love how you're like, I've got this survey thing. And like, what can I, you know, you're like, I want to do something more with it. And you had this, uh, I love your questions. Um, I like to share, you know, I'm, I'm looking at first, you know, obviously I'm going back to when we did ours, but I just, I just, I'd love to read a couple here from, this is back in 2016. You're just asking people, you know, what are you, what are you thankful for? You know? So this person says, when I'm at, when asked what I'm thankful for, what came to my mind was simply being able to answer this question. Yes. I'm that's thankful right. for the awareness <laughs> I am able to spread on a daily basis. You know, it says, uh, it's a Gabby girl uh, fighting stage three uh, ovarian cancer. You know, um, I'm thankful for my strong mind and my positive attitude. These things have kept me uh, my strength while I was in the hospital, and these things push me forward every day. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for my support team, a positive attitude, in my mind, uh, a, a second chance to make the best of my time here on earth. Just 
Such great stuff, man. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, when you read quotes like that, um, I mean, I don't have cancer, but I read a quote from a cancer patient exactly like that sort of quote. And many quotes are like that. It really puts your life in perspective. It makes you think, you know, the, the, the work problems that I was complaining about yesterday. And then you read that and you think, well, actually, compared to that issue, my problems don't matter at all. And that's really what's, what's amazing about the project is that it started uh, really for people who were healthy and living a normal life, but were just complaining about their minor daily small things that they were sweating um, and reading a quote. And under the quote, it says, you know, cancer patient adds so much power and it can really impact your own life. And that was how it started. But it's gone on a, another journey so that, you know, there's ordinary people who are healthy that it, that it helps. But at the same time, it's opened up this audience of cancer patients who, because I don't think there's any other uh, cancer-related organisation that addresses these sorts of issues for cancer patients. I think when, when, like I know this through my father with his cancer, you know, you would go to a local cancer organisation within your city or community and you would get, they'd give you the, the brochure what you should eat, what you should do, meditate, breathe. I felt that it was all very stock standard information. Um, whereas my project, and I get this feedback from cancer patients all the time, is, wow, you know, I've been looking for something like this to connect with other cancer patients on this level just to talk about how we're feeling about our daily lives. And also it gives cancer patients a voice because they read the questions and they respond to the questions. And at the end of the survey, a lot of them say to me, gosh, you know, you really made me think hard about my life. And, you know, even though cancer gives them a deep, deep perspective on their life, these questions have made them really stop and think about deeper issues in their life and the people in their life and how they're living their life and how they could have lived their life. Um, so I feel like it's become a globally impactful project because it's not just Australians that contribute. It's now people in Norway and people in South Africa and, you know, the USA, I have a lot of followers, uh, the Philippines. I, I don't think there's any country that hasn't, people from any country that hasn't participated. There's representation from all over the world. And, and it just shows how, you know, I would think that somebody that lives in Norway might think a little bit different than me because we're so far apart, but it's it's like a unified project. You realize how similar we all are and how we all do suffer from the same daily anxieties and stresses and worries and, um, you know, it does resonate with, with each other. That's beautiful, man. Yeah, I, you know, uh, the, the amazing thing that you're doing there is you're allowing people, you're giving a true perspective, you know, you're giving uh, so example, like you're saying, like, you know, I, I lost my mom to cancer and that was my way. Her loss was my touch, uh, I guess, br brushing up against that. Right. Um, that was my touch from that. But then you, you know, you, you have these people sharing these things and it, it's um, it's to me like gratitude to be grateful in life. It's a major key is to have perspective you know, to understand perspective allows you to appreciate what you have. <laughs> that's right. And, you know, that's actually a very common theme in uh, the research is, um, you know, like one of the questions that I do ask is uh, to fill in the blank, you know, the best thing I have learned from having cancer has been, and then fill in the blank. And, you know, it's quite common. A lot of cancer patients will say to me that it's made me realize how lucky I am in my life or um, how much I do have in my life that I didn't realize before and what's important in my life and how grateful I am in my life for these things. Um, so it is, you know, it is a massive uh, component, I guess, of the research and the feedback that, that's been received. Um, so, yeah, and, you know, and I think that that's where we align. You know, I was, I was reading in your book um, the, the death and depression uh, chapter 
essay. And I thought, God, that is so aligned to what I do in a way. It's making, you know, it's stopping and thinking about what could have been and what I could have done and uh, being lucky for the opportunities that I did have. But, you know, there's some changes that needed to be made there. Thanks. Yeah. I, uh, you know, the, um, that's, you know, you know, with what I do, I, I feel like my story, like within the book, it's like, I, obviously I have my own gratitude story, just like, you know, people have their own trials and tribulations. But the amazing thing is, is the more people that you share, like in my, like within the book, I'm sharing, you know, there's 50 different people sharing gratitude. So you're going to resonate with one of them because it's not just my story. It's, it's everyone's story, you know, and it's the same thing with what you're sharing is it's, it becomes universal and it's so, it's going to hit so many marks because it's not just Richard sharing, Oh, this is what I learned from reading these things. You know, you're actually sharing what these people's words they're you know, from their struggle and that, and it's, it's, and that's like I said, with my, with gratitude, it's like when you share, I'm sharing people's perspective of gratitude, what have they gone through? What has happened? You know, I, I can share, you know, and you know, my perspective, you know, from having losing my mom to cancer, it allowed me to, I had a choice, you know, I could either, focus on the bad or I could go, well, what was the good, you know, and what, you know, and, and mm-hmm. in that sense, you know, let's, okay, obviously the bad is I lost my mom to cancer and I could just focus on that. That could be my entire focus, but it wasn't. I started going, well, it made me realize, you know, I had a loving mother who cared about me so much for 35 years. And that is not something most people get. Um, some people never meet their mothers. Uh, you know, some people have mothers that don't want them, you know, there's, you know, there's, you know, some people don't live to be 35, right? You want to break it down to like, you know, I mean, there's, there's, mm. there's a, there's a lot of uh, amazing things that um, just benefits, you know, that come out of uh, that. You can realize you, you know, I had real, you know, that was gold. I was sitting around with gold, you know? Um, and that's, and that's a perspective thing from losing somebody to cancer. That's what I, that's what con- cancer taught me. It's like you, we have the now, um, you know, my mom taught me that too, uh, even in her last, you know, weeks, just wanting to be present and being there with her because that was the most important thing. Yeah. And I think that for you to get to that point, like many cancer patients is you, you, you must go through a fairly dark period to come out the other side and come to these realizations. And I think that's, what's important about your book and my book is that, like you just said, when you, when you, uh, have multiple opinions and essays and quotes from different people. I, I disagree in that you say there's only one that you could relate to. I think there's multiple okay. that you could, <laughs> could relate to. Right. Um, because like I said earlier, if when I would read a, a self-help book or a, a book from a life coach, you know, just looking for a new direction or just something to pick me up. It, it's always one tone. It's just the author's opinion and based on their experience or even if it's their client's experience, it's, it's one voice. It's written by one person. And, uh, you know, when I, des- when I did my first book, I was adamant that I wanted the reader, you know, it wasn't important to me that they started at page one and they worked through consequentially to the final page. I wanted uh, my readers to be able to just pick up that book, flick to any page, because they're just, they're quotes, you know, based on questions. Um, And, you know, there's like 15 quotes on two pages, let's say when you open the book. And I wanted them to be able to just flick that open, read a few quotes and their mood would change. I didn't want them to have to go, okay, where's the bit that, you know, this chapter, what's that question and where's that quote? And that's, that's how it was designed. And, um, and I think that was very effective and very powerful and, it, and I achieved that aim. And that's the same with the uh, Instagram page. Um, I try to make sure that number one, it's visually appealing. Um, and some quotes are very, very long, but they're very impactful. Um, some quotes are very cancer specific, but most of them are about motivational, inspirational from real people. Um, so that's very important to me. And I want it to be very palatable. I don't think that people have, you know, there's so many demands on our time, right? right. Um, so if, you know, I'm looking at producing another book, but my dilemma is how much content do I put? Because I think that, uh, you know, we live in a social media world where people are scrolling constantly. 
right. I don't have a, but it's, you know, it's, it's where does where do people find the time now to read a novel, to sit down and actually commit to a novel? I think that that audience is diminishing in some way. Um, so I think it needs to be instantly relatable, easy to read, you know, like, so, like yours are essays that are maybe expand from one page to maybe six or seven pages. You know, you can read one of those, put it down, get back to it. But a novel, I think, is a long-term commitment and not many people do that anymore but some do but we live in a you know instagram TikToky, facebooky world where you look at something you like it you move on to the next yeah i um you know i i totally get what you're saying and you know i, I when i was working on my book before i brought in before the, my editor had the brilliant idea of asking other people that wasn't my idea to ask other people just because i didn't have the confidence in getting it that's not why you know obviously i want people to my my whole thing is being a catalyst for gratitude. So, you know, I just, I just want to create the space. So as soon as she said, what if we got other people to write? I was like, I said, do you think we could? She's like, yeah, I go, well, let's do it. Cause, because with me, like, honestly, with the book is like just the fact the book exists because it does, it does exactly what I want to do. It's completely successful. Uh, it allowed me to you know getting the book out there, getting people just to write, just like, you know, the, the project coming together, getting that magic to happen, getting people to sit down like yourself and, pen something to paper and think about these things. Um, that's all I, you know, so I, the book, the fact the book exists, it's completely successful <laughs> in what I want to oh, do. Yeah. And, and it looks amazing. I mean, I've got your book right here next to me. Um, but, uh, you know, I wanted to say to you, didn't you find that, uh, I don't know, like I'd been thinking about, I knew I had enough material for a book, but I'd never published a book before, put a book together before. And, you know, it was something I'd been thinking about for maybe a year before I, I did it. And like you just said, once you start asking people to contribute, and then once I spoke to my friends who were graphic designers, if they would design it, because I had other people committed, then I had no choice. I had to produce this book because I was going to let down the designers. I was going to let down the people that were contributing quotes. And, and I, I don't want, want to sound morbid, but, you know, these are cancer patients who were contributing quotes and, you know, many of them had terminal cancer. So I, I also felt, you know, a real deadline to, to get this book published in time because I wanted them to be able to see it. Right. God forbid if that they before they had maybe passed away and some of them have. Um, so I had that kind of looming over me as well. I wanted to deliver to them to make them feel great that they could see that they were published in something and that their opinion was valuable to people. Um, you know, when I, when I publish on Instagram now, many of the people that, cause I often tag the contributors and, you know, so many of them say to me, thank you so much for publishing my quote. It means so much to me. And it's, you know, it may, it's, a, it's a nice feeling to be able to give back to people that are going through so much dark episodes and such a dark experience and such a worrying time for them and their families and their carers and life changing. Their, their entire life is turned upside down to just have, you know, a, an audience of people around the world that, that can read what their opinion is on something and respond to it and comment and go, yeah, I feel like that as well. And that means a lot to me. You know, I've, for example, I've, I've, uh, I've had a couple of children who have followed the page, you know, like with brain cancer or leukemia. And I do remember an example of maybe about five years ago, a, 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 the sister of a young boy with brain cancer, he, he contributed a quote through his sister. She said, oh, I'm, you know, I'm visiting my, my brother in hospital and he follows your page and he just wanted to respond to this question and, and he gave a quote and I posted it immediately. And um, then about a year later, his, his sister messaged me to say that he had passed away and she just wanted to thank me because she said that, you know, at the time he was very unhappy in hospital and seeing his quote published and the response mm. and the support from people just was the first day in a very, very long time that suddenly his spirits were lifted and he felt some hope and he felt some community and he just felt like it took, even though it was about his cancer experience, it just took him away from that for, for a day, just that feeling of positivity. And, you know, he was so grateful for that. And, you know, 
for his sister to come back to me a year later and say how much that meant to him and to her as well, you know, that, that means a lot to me. And, and I recently had, you know, uh, the daughter of, of a lady who was a regular contributor. She was published in my book and, you know, she had passed away and I hadn't been in touch with her for maybe about three years. And her daughter emailed me saying, I was going through my mum's emails while we're cleaning out all her, all her stuff after she passed away. And I saw your email to her about the book and just wanted to say we've, we've actually, you know, we've actually printed that page from your book and we framed it with her quote. It's in the house and it means a lot. It's a, it's a really lovely feeling. You know, when you do things like this, as you know, it's not about money or attention. It's really about just making a contribution to the world and giving people a platform to help themselves and help one another and just provide something of value, I guess. Yeah, man, I, I loved you sharing those stories. You just, um, it's, and you know, I'm hearing and I'm loving it, but I can only imagine what it feels to you, right? <laughs> like, but I, well, I understand that because when I initiate somebody share, they're grateful for and I get to share, like for instance, I'm getting to share your project right now because we're talking. So I'm getting to put that out there too, but it's just giving people, uh, you know, these people, my, my friend Peter, I do a podcast with in Hong Kong, you, you know, one of his state, it's not his quote, but he's like, you know, if, if it's not written down or not projected, like, is it, who's going to remember it? And it's an amazing thing when you put something, you know, like you're talking about these people, they have this quote and you mm. made it public. You you've used your platform and like your book to let these people's voices sit on a shelf opposed to just lay dormant. And um, it's a powerful thing. And in, and it's amazing that, you know, when you do get to hear, obviously you just do it because you know it's good, you know, it works, but then you get to hear these stories come back uh, when the people do share what it's done. And it's um, it's so powerful. And I know it's got to just continue to drive you to just, con just, I can only imagine how it feels doing what you're doing, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it, and it started because I felt like, not that I was lost or anything, but I just felt like, you know, why am I worrying over so many trivial, stupid things all the time, t minor things? Um, you know, I'm actually feeling like I'm going to get sick by worrying about these stupid things, these silly things. And that's how it started, really, just to help myself. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that I'm totally cured of worrying about s stupid things. You know, I still have bad days. And the the project, you know, purely for selfish reasons, it, it fuels me. You know, sometimes I will, um, you know, often the, the posts that I post on Instagram on certain days do reflect how I'm feeling. You know, I'll go through all the quotes that I have from people all over the world and I'll think that actually really is what I need today. That resonates with me today. That is what I need to get out of this bad mood that I'm in because my drive home from work was too much traffic or whatever, you know, something really ridiculous. Um, and it snaps me out of it. Um, and then I post it and it's, you know, it's, there, there are so many, uh, benefits to doing this sort of thing. And, and, uh, you know, I know that the community really appreciates it and, uh, people are still constantly sending me, you know, I have a survey that's linked to my Instagram account in the bio and that's where, where cancer patients will go to complete the survey, which takes about five or six minutes to complete. Um, and that's where the quotes, I draw those quotes from, um, so that's how it worked. And, you know, one other thing that I did want to say is that, you know, like, for example, you guys have just had the Super Bowl in the States and, you know, everyone and Australia is the same as well. People treat sports people and many of them are like they are the true heroes of life. You know, like God, and, you know, God's among us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they have, they have no question. They have athletic skills, but you know, I think that the true heroes of life are people that are faced with the insurmountable, um, you know, a cancer diagnosis where their life that is moving along swimmingly and fine is suddenly upended and changed overnight by a diagnosis and they have to find the skills and the tools to not only fight their fight but not give up on themselves. The, you know, and many of them say that, not many, but, you know, a, a good handful of, of my responders say that cancer was actually the best thing that happened to them 
because it made them look at their life and how they were living their life and what that was doing to them. Um, and it forced, the cancer forced them to address how they were living their life and now they're living an amazing life. I mean, they're lucky enough to have come through the other side. Not many, not everyone does. Um, but, you know, I think that they are the true heroes of life, people that just fight and fight and fight to live and not give up on themselves or their family or their loved ones and their friends um, because it would be, you know, it's very easy to give up on yourself in that situation and they don't. So, you know, when I see, uh, you know, sports heroes being, you know, splashed all over the newspapers and winning awards and I think, well, a lot of people are doing a lot harder things in the real world and, you know, they're not, this is my way of kind of celebrating them in a way and their journey and their struggle and what they go through because it's, it's truly inspiring to all of us. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, like you said, it, it works on so many different levels. If it's somebody, you know, who's going through that struggle, like you're saying, they could get on the page and spend a couple minutes and find possibly find, you know, can't speak for everybody, but possibly find center in that moment. You know, that's, that's, um, you know, and then the per a person that hasn't had cancer can also find center. You know, it's like that's the amazing thing is it uh, it allows these it allows for a moment for us to look in somebody else's life and not think, you know, for a moment, not think about our own and this come to this realization. You know, that's, um, you know, with with me and what I do, I love these conversations so much because I find more things to be grateful for when I'm done having the conversation. And that's getting back, you know, that's where we're very simpatico is like, we're doing these things and we know the benefits they're getting to us and uh, what it does to us and allows us to, you know, when I, when I started, I just had an amazing experience, you know, writing these letters to my mom and dad. And I just, my thing was, can I assist somebody else to do this? That was my little nugget, right? That was the, right. that was my thought. And um, you know, where that's, where that idea has taken me, you know, to hear all these years, you know, um, you know, dozens of interviews crossing the country, videos, people, different cities and podcasts and books and, you know, uh, wherever it's going. It's just uh, it's just because I continue to want to have a kind of conversation. I want to just see. I know that just like you do, you, I know that these people have something sitting right here they want to share, you know, and you're you're asking them really great questions about their struggle. And I'm just asking them who is somebody in your life you're grateful for, you know, allowing them just to shine in that moment um, to bring that happiness out, you know, uh, and bring that truth. And that's uh, to be the one, the mere reflection, to be the person that gets to get that back, you know, is it's completely changed my life. Yeah. And also, you know, that, like you said, that original nugget that started off your project, um, that's what keeps you connected to your project after all these years. You know, like I, my project on Instagram has been running now for nearly six years. And, you know, the original, even though it's evolved and I've done the book and it's expanded and all of those sorts of things, it's that original concept from the very beginning is what keeps me connected to the project and that's the driver i don't i don't feel like the objective or the goal has really changed all that much apart from the fact that it uh has just expanded um and it you know it's kind of underlines the fact that that nugget is what's needed in the world um and like you just said you know i haven't had cancer myself but who hasn't been affected by cancer in some way, right? Um, you know, I've in our families, we've all in our friends network at work, whatever. We we've all been impacted by cancer in some way, and um, you know, surely we've all been inspired in real life by people who are fighting that fight. And it's also, you know, cancer is something that I feel like it's almost looms over all of us in a way. Right. Don't you think? Like it's so common. And we all know people who have it and fight it. And everywhere I look, I'm, I mean, I'm, I mean, it's my project. So obviously everywhere I look, I see it and hear it and read about it. But uh, I just feel like it's something that we all, you know, you get a spot on your arm and you think, is that cancer? Right. It's just something that in our daily lives, it's, it's something that we feel is, is possible in our lives. Um, and I think that's something that connects us to the project. But, you know, that's not the number one aim. The number one aim is really to give cancer patients a voice that can inspire other cancer patients and well individuals to really look at their life and realise that 
you know, it could be a lot worse. You know, when cancer patients are actually giving you hope, who am I to complain about my life? Oh, yeah, I... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I agree with you. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I just was going to say that uh, how can I whinge about it raining outside and I can't go out to lunch when a cancer patient is actually giving quotes that are inspiring and motivating? You right. Know, I need, need to not do that. I can't, you know, if you weigh up those problems, then my problem is, is I'm lucky to have that problem, the problem that I have. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's um, I remember the first I, years and years ago, I, I heard that uh, there was an AA a gratitude meeting in AA. And I, I went to this gratitude. I went to a gratitude. First time I heard, oh, it's a gratitude meeting. Never heard anybody say a gratitude meeting. It was an AA meeting. It's a gratitude meeting. And I went just because I had experienced that. Right. And I remember these people in front of me going, I get to go to work. I get to pay my bills. I get to see my kids, right? Like the, the whole perspective of these are things I get to do, not things I have to do. Like it was a, you know, it, it's, it's that mental shift of like, you know, I, I get to pay my water bill. You know how great that is, you know, having water coming into my home, you know, or having, the money, on the to yeah, having <laughs> the money to pay that, you know, like these, these bills, obviously bills can suck but at the same time. Like the, you got to think the benefit, you know, the benefit outweighs, you keep thinking about the money and not the benefit, you know, it's like when we're looking around, right. we're not like, you know, I, I have an old car. It's like 10 years old, but it, literally it's been cold lately. And I, and I, me and my wife and I were like, thank you, car. We're so glad that you work, you know, like, it's, you know, I don't, I don't need the best thing down the street. You know what I mean? I, I'm really grateful for what I have. And I think that's uh, that perspective thing, right? It's like, if you can, I've been working a lot on myself recently going, how can I be in a state of gratitude to appreciate the everyday things? And that's right. And this is where like almost time to you. It's like you and I, for the most part, probably we've been healthy all of our lives, you know, or, or you've been born, if you've been born with a roof over your head and food in the fridge, you have no idea how good you have it really. I mean, obviously you can go out and see it, but to, um, you know, how do we like appreciate the everyday things, you know, that we don't want to take them for granted because they're the gold, you know, I, uh, you know, my, my, uh, for example, you know, my wife, her and I, we dated for over four years. She's from Columbia, the country of Columbia. You know, I remember I have been recently writing down just, you know, Rosio remember because there were years worth of days where I would be going to sleep, talking to her on the phone like this. Right. And saying good night, I love you, right? For years, years worth of days, right? But now she she's here every day, right? She's literally here. And I don't yeah. want to take for granted how awesome that is because it really is awesome. But unfortunately, the human mind, as soon as like we get the new car, the person shows up, you know, we get the new phone, like within like a week or two, it's just like back to that, like back to that baseline. And um, mm. that's, you know, I want to live, I don't, I don't want to live back to the baseline. I want to appreciate what I have now. So that's why saying I'm just coming back around to what you're doing. You know, when you when you people read and I read your things, your, your the quotes, it reminds me again. I'm healthy. Like that's mm. we need reminders that we're healthy. We do, especially people that have been healthy all that most of their lives. We need reminders because, um, you know, I think to myself, I get to see the sun sunrise. Right? How cool is that? Right? Not only not only am I here alive to see it. Right. But I can see color. I've got depth perception. Not only on top of that, like I get to sit here and like with my coffee and relax and do it. Like all these, yeah. there's benefits, and that's just because I have eyesight and it can be actually be present in the moment, right? Um, you know, it's like these. But I've always had sight, right? So how do you how do you have your day? Do you go? How cool is it? You have sight, depth perception. You know, these are just yes, totally agree. And you know, like like you were saying about the car. Not only do you thank your car, but you thank the fact that you can walk to your car, that you can actually drive in that car, that you you don't you can drive that car on your own without help, without an oxygen mask, or do you know what I mean? Like it's it's an endless list of thank yous just related to your car. Um, you know, one of the questions I do ask is, what advice would you give to people about who can comp complain about the daily grind? And that's directed at those of us who complain about our work, the drive into work, our boss or whoever it, it might be. And so many cancer patients say, well, think about how lucky you are to have the daily grind. I would kill to have the daily grind. The daily grind is better than sitting in a chemo ward, watching uh, 
children dying of cancer or even just going in for my chemo treatment and not being able to walk for three days afterwards. Um, it's, en it's an endless, uh, you know, endlessly we can look at our daily lives for those of us who are healthy and just not realize how thankful we should be for the little tiniest things. The fact that I can do this interview with you and be healthy doing it and not have to worry about my energy levels or the fact that I might have had chemo yesterday and how do I look and how, you know, am I going to be able to speak? And it's, you know, it's just the most basic little things that, that like you've just said, we should be thankful for and, and, and remembering in our lives. Yeah, I remember, you know, I, I like you, I loved how you, yeah, it, this is my, I'm working on actually another book in one of the, these levels of like a gratitude practice. I call it Gratitude Cubed. It's where you take, people know about making a list, right? But they don't, so it's nice, you know, if you're starting a gratitude practice, it's really nice to list three things you're grateful for. That's great. But when you list three things, there's really no emotion behind any of that. It's a very stagnant idea. Don't get me wrong. It's intentional, so it's good. But mm -hmm. Like we said, I could list my car, but when you, like you just said, and we were talking about like, wh why, why am I grateful for my car? There literally are hundreds of, there's like a hundred different things I'm grateful for. We just started the car, but there's hundreds of things, you know, and when mm. you're, you know, you talk about like, I physically can, don't have any issues. I can walk down the stairs, walk down the stairs, get in the car, take myself where I want to be, you know, I, you know, you know, thinking about getting up in the morning. I can bathe myself, right? I can tie my shoes, you know, I can make my own food, right? I don't have, again, like I don't have to have somebody take care of me. That's something to be grateful for, you know, cause that's not a given, <laughs> that's, you yes. know, these are all little things. Uh, the fact that your hands moving, right? When you think about this fact that you're writing or typing, like just the mobility in your hands and your mind being able to do that. Like these are just little things that have worked all the time, but given the thought process, you can be, you can sit in a very humbling, grateful state and just go, um, I'm not incomplete right now, <laughs> it's, right? Look, it's, it's, it's totally true. And, and it, the, the sad thing is that, you know, even though we can sit here and say this, um, we forget. Right. You know, we, we forget it. And that, and that for me is how my project helps me is that I, f I forget how grateful I should be, how lucky I am to be healthy. And then I look at the quotes and I upload quotes almost daily and it makes me just look back and I usually post them because of the time difference internationally. I usually post them at the end of my day, which is about, you know, later in, not, not late in the evening, but about 8 PM, I guess. Um, so it's actually a, a, a great way to anything that might be bothering me that day. I look at the quotes and I post a quote and I go to bed feeling like my day isn't as bad as I thought it was when I got home or whatever, um, you know, and it, there's just layer upon layer upon layer of uh, things we should be grateful for sitting here talking to you. I mean, looking at my desk and all the things I have here, the fact that after this interview, I can go out and meet a friend for, for brunch and see a movie or do whatever um, and not have to think about my energy levels or, the, you know, anything cancer related, which, you know, I have a relative who a cousin of mine, she has breast cancer, stage four breast cancer. She's had that for about six years. And, you know, if I'm having a bad day, I just think about her and I think about, well, gosh, if I'm feeling tired, I think about her, like how are her energy levels compared to mine? I'm not in a position to complain just because I got six hours sleep instead of eight hours sleep. You know, it's it's some things are borderline ridiculous that we complain about compared to what others go through, and it's I think it's it's very important to be reminded often that our problems are what people would love to have in their life. Right, right. Oh, what I'm trying to think of that quote is like uh, somebody right now is praying for the things you have or something like it. It's like yeah, That's somebody right, right now. What you have right now would be somebody else's dream, you know, like in that perspective. I, I love how you're saying you, you did these quotes before you go to bed. And, you know, it's um, that's a powerful thing because what, what your quote, what the quotes are doing, they're, they're assisting people to recalibrate, you know, let's, let's get let's let's recalibrate, get back down to this this good recalibration level. And that's just with same thing gratitude does in the morning. It's like if you can think about what you're grateful for, if you can pinpoint these things, you've recalibrated yourself. 
back to appreciation about being present. It brings you, makes you, it brings you present, you know, into the moment. That's what it's doing. It's allowing you to think for a moment about the being of just being right. Like where are we at as humans? Like what's going on um, inside? And it just, it assists to shrink things that aren't real problems. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly right. And, and, you, <laughs> and uh, you know, there's one, there's one question that I do have that is very, very cancer specific. Um, but even though it's cancer specific, I can still relate to the responses. So the question is, the worst thing about cancer has been dot, dot, dot. So you fill in the blank. And, and you know, you know, as someone who doesn't have cancer, I read those responses and I think, gosh, how lucky I am in my life to not have to deal with that. Or, you know, my relative that has cancer, they must be dealing with that as well. So it means I'm so much more compassionate to their experience. And it kind of throws me into that experience and makes me wonder, God, that's what they're really going through. Because who around us doesn't know someone that has cancer? So we, you know, normally I would just think that the worst thing about cancer is the chemo, but, you know, and other things. But but reading these quotes, you know, you don't realize that uh, the impact it has on your family and friends. So many of them say, I lost a lot of my friends and family when I got cancer because they didn't know how to deal with it. So the effect for someone like me is to feel more grateful for the family and friends that I have in my life and nurture those relationships so that if something does happen to me, there's a good foundation there with those friendships. Not that, not that people that say that didn't have that foundation, but, uh, you know, it makes me think about the people in my life with cancer. Have they lost a lot of family and friends? And that makes me feel that my relationship to them obviously means so much more because of what they may have lost. Um, so that kind of question is very useful for people like us who don't have cancer, even though it seems like we can't relate to the cancer experience that closely. Um but it does tell us about what's going on in their life and it does impact us in multiple ways. Yeah, that's, that's powerful, man. I love that question. And, um, man, yeah, <laughs> just, uh, yeah, this perspective recalibration. And then the great thing is you're having a, a sense of empathy coming from both levels there because you're, you're feeling like, wow, I'm really grateful. I don't have, this is something that in my life at the same time, the beautiful thing about that is it allows you to have real empathy. <laughs> it's not some fake right. thing. You're, you're feeling it and it's a, po it's a positive thing to feel that because you can re reflect it back to empathy towards the person and appreciation for them sharing. And, and um, I love that. Yeah. That's um, it's powerful, man. You know, there's so many people that just, they want to speak up. They just don't feel like they have a voice. And like, that's what's so great about your surveys and the more it grows, the more people hear about it, the more read. And then, you know, with your, with your page, people commenting and sharing, just adding their voice, you know, when I'm not, I'm not the only one out there, it feels like that, or, you know, Oh, now I've, you know, they've re recalibrated me today. You know, you, these, mm. these things, your, your page is a completely glowing, you know, it's, it's a beautiful uh, beacon in the middle of all the madness. And that's that's one of the aims as well is just to remind people that whatever you're going through, uh, it, you know, it could be worse. And here is someone who is going through a lot worse than what you are probably going through who can help you. And that not only is that advice beautiful and amazing, but giving the cancer patient the opportunity to share that and, and the impact on their life at having a voice with a community of 16,000 people that are actually responding to what they say you know, I just feel like in my own small way, I'm giving that cancer patient a chance to connect with a global audience and share their views and share their experience and almost validate their experience in a way because, you know, I imagine that in their own life, like like I just said, they've lost some family and friends because of having cancer and people don't know how to deal with it. And here they are having a voice globally, even if it's just for that one day, but it stays on the page forever, you know. So, um to me, that's that's a very important aspect of the project is providing that platform for people that wouldn't have that opportunity to share their opinion uh, or their perspective on such an international scale. It's beautiful, man. I love it, and I, I know we're our time's getting uh, we're almost getting up on our hour, so. Um... I would love if you, uh, you know, you're you're the first. You actually, you know, the great thing about the book, Dear Gratitude, is the first essay that's not my writing is Richard. So, um, oh, right. <laughs> you, yeah, 
I was going to say, so I would love if you would uh, be willing to read the essay for us here. And then later on, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to, when I start, re I'm going to start re releasing a podcast is just the book. So the cool thing is, is because we had our conversation here, people will be able to hear you read from the book, which shares the book, but also shares our, you know, it'll share this, uh, this interview too. For sure. Just let me know, Chris. I mean, it's always a pleasure to uh, to be working with you and communicating with you uh, because I feel like in the past we've been doing this now for five years on and off and something good has always come out of it. You know, it's always been worthwhile oh, for, sure. for, for ourselves and for the audience. So definitely I would love to do that. Well, okay. Do you mind doing it right now? Oh, uh, you want me to read my, my uh, full essay now? Yeah, would that be okay? okay? Yeah, I mean, you've caught me off guard. Let me just find oh, it. Oh, I thought when I wrote you, I, I thought I asked about it, so I didn't. Oh, you, you know, you may have. <laughs> Let, what page am I on? Oh, um, <laughs> let me. Uh, I could. I, I. I could find it for you. Hold on. <laughs> uh, let's see here. I've got an index in the back, so I could find you. Let's see here. You're. Uh, Great. You're at page 20, 20 pages in. All right. <clears throat> okay, doke. Yeah, let's get you, put you on the spot. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, just go ahead, man. All right. Uh, words of wisdom. Uh, I need to put my glasses on, Chris, one second. Okay, that's fine. So Richard's about to read his uh, essay that's in Dear Gratitude and Anthology. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, there's a wealth of wisdom that there's a wealth of wisdom about life that cancer patients and survivors can teach us about gratitude and the important simple things in life that we take for granted on a daily basis. We get so caught up in daily trivial matters without realizing that things could be so much worse. We fail to notice simply being alive and recognizing how lucky us well individuals are can be a gift in itself. I started interviewing cancer patients about the important things in life in 2009, following a period living in London, surrounded by people who were stressed, busy, exhausted, and seemingly running around in circles, trying to make as much money as possible, yet not particularly happy or satisfied with life. I was one of these people. I had always conducted my own survey research around various topics but I was really looking for something deeper, more compelling and life-affirming. I wanted to be reminded of what was really important in life, aside from what I was frantically chasing to make me happy. I'd read self-help books for comfort and guidance, but was searching for advice from actual real people rather than the opinion of a psychologist who, for example, had written texts from years of research. I decided to ask advice from people who had faced death yet had the opportunity to review their life and consider how they may have lived differently, believing there was some wisdom to be gained from having these life-changing circumstances. This led me to survey cancer patients on a number of topics as a way of helping well individuals like myself to realize that our daily struggles were minor and trivial compared to a potentially life-threatening illness. My theory was that a cancer diagnosis must really put the important things in life into focus and provide an insight into life, and that those of us stressed about our comparatively minor daily dramas had forgotten how lucky we were to be healthy and alive. The survey questions were initially completed locally in Perth, Australia, via a cancer support organisation and have grown internationally since I started a page on Instagram in April 2015 with quotes from pa patients around the world. Gratitude about life comes through strongly in many of these quotes. The quick, easily read quotes resonated deeply with people on many levels throughout the world. Patients and healthy individuals responded to these insights, commenting on the difference they'd made to their lives proving that the human experience and human struggles are universal. Each quote reflects the patient's personal story, and there's so much that those of us living normal, healthy lives can learn about how lucky we are to have the struggles we have. Simply waking up each day and being grateful for the healthy life we have is a gift. Recognising this fact also makes a positive impact on our life.
The cancer patients and survivors who contribute quotes to my project are real human living examples of gratitude, hope, courage, and inner strength. Their wisdom was gained from insurmountable pain and fearful circumstances. Yet through all of this, they teach us enormous lessons about how grateful we should be to face another day and be thankful for our simple, simple blessings. They provide an appreciation of the real treasures of life and the importance of love, family, friends, self-belief, gratitude, resilience, and never giving up. They so clearly remind us well individuals of what really is important in life. They are an invaluable source of hope and courage. There's no doubt that a cancer diagnosis can be truly devastating, and every single one of us has been affected by cancer in some way. Cancer patients who have contributed to this project have helped people who suffer from mental illness, depression, loneliness, and relationship breakdowns, or people simply having a bad day and needing some comfort and guidance. Looking at life through the eyes of someone who has faced death is one of the clearest ways to realize how grateful we are to have another day, whether that is to experience the daily grind, sit in traffic, or even have the luxury of complaining about the minor and ultimately utterly meaningless things to which we devote so much time and energy. For all of it, we should be grateful. It could be a lot worse. Many participants in the research have since lost their battle to cancer, yet their quotes live on and are a source of hope, courage and inspiration to others facing their own personal struggles, enabling them to truly live life now and recognize the importance that gratitude for one's daily blessings, no matter how small, really is one of life's greatest treasures. For the cancer patients and survivors who have contributed to my project in a way that helps me and others realize what's important in life, I express my utmost gratitude. To well individuals who are able to reflect on this advice, look at their own lives and make positive changes to their lives and the lives of those around them, I am grateful. I started this project as a way of helping myself find some meaning in life. I'm grateful for all the, all the contributors and followers who have kept this project alive. That was awesome, man. Oh, thanks <laughs> for reading that. Oh, there's, it's, there's so much good stuff in that, man. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, 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 was, I mean, I, I, obviously I've read it several times, but hearing you read it, um, I love to see you know, healthy lives can learn about how lucky we are to have the struggles we have. Man, there's so much good stuff. You just, geez, <laughs> uh, so, so much good stuff in what you what you wrote there, man. So thank true. you. I, I really appreciate that, Chris. Thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome, man. Um, it's been it's been great finally getting to meet you and talk with you. And I uh, I truly love what you're doing. And I hope uh, I hope we can collaborate on something else here in the future. Uh, I'm yeah. thinking always thinking of ways. Uh, I would love, I'd love to work on something. I don't know, do something with you or if I can assist you in what you're doing, obviously I, I would, uh, I personally feel like I, I know I'd benefit from personally doing it just cause I know how good it is. So, <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And when it affects us, I think that it impacts other people as well because we, we don't realize that so many other people are going through what we're all going through internally. Yeah, that's, you know, my, a, 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 you know, my next book that's coming out is actually called Dear 2020. And it's, it's allowing people to share their perspective of this last year. So uh, it's a book about perspective. So um, it, I'm hoping it, it resonates with people in a very similar way where you get to read about other people's experiences and, mm. and see, you know, and see what other people's feelings and what happened in their life to give perspective to, you know, to our own lives. So, yeah. Um, and that's a, that's a global experience. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Mm. It's all, everyone has a different experience. And, uh, I just, like I said, me just reading them, it's, it's changed me. And I know that it's going to be able to put the voice out there. It allows that perspective to be seen and heard. Just, just like your awesome essay that you put in this book. Thank you, Chris. It's very kind of you. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And so Richard, as far as people, the best place obviously for people to find you is the live life now, uh, project. project? Uh, Instagram. I'll definitely have that in the show notes. And then you said, obviously, if they, if there's some people they want to take your uh, survey, that's just a link on your, um, on the bio on Instagram. Is that the best place for people to reach you? Or do you prefer people to go to your website or? 
Uh, I actually don't have a website as yet. I, I've, I use Instagram as the predominant uh, platform. Uh, so the best way is to either complete the survey mm -hmm. and or send me a DM on Instagram. Okay, that's great. I'll make sure that I have uh, have those links in the show notes so make it easier for as easy as possibly for people to find the page and to reach out to you. Excellent. Thank you, Chris. Oh, thank you. This has been a great hour. If you can hang out one second when I say goodbye, I just want to say something else to you when we're done here. Yes. Uh, Richard. Okay. So I'm uh, I'm Chris with Richard, and that was uh, Grad Space Radio. And uh, we're just reminding you guys that you got a lot to be grateful for. Uh, just take a couple moments and take a deep breath and uh, enjoy enjoy that air coming through in the space you're in. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. This is an open call to anyone that has a gratitude story or practice that they'd like to share. Just email me at the address hello at gratitudespace.com. That link will be in the show notes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us. You could look at this as a way of showing me a little gratitude. Just a friendly suggestion. Thank you for tuning in to Gratitude Space Radio and we're out.